somebody around you, somebody's going to get the Holy Ghost today. It could be me. Tell somebody, it could be me. Even if you've had the Holy Ghost, tell somebody, I could get the Holy Ghost tonight. Amen, amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. It's great to be here tonight. If you got your Bibles, 1 Samuel 22 and verse number 1. 1 Samuel 22 and verse number 1 through verse 5. While you're turning there, let me tell you, it's good to be back in Zanesville. Amen. It's been a couple of years. Amen. I got married while I was gone for two years. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Sister Melissa and her three boys. Amen. Jose, Yvonne, and Ethan, they're good young men. And uh, hopefully one of these trips I can get to bring her, at least her with me. And uh, you'll get to meet her. Amen. She, amen, gets to go with me sometimes when I'm just in Louisiana. She runs a dentist office and got a lot of responsibility there. Makes lots of money. Amen. No, not kidding. <laughs> amen. I'm a little bit older than her, and I told her, you got to keep working because you got to retire. I'm going to be gone time you retire. <laughs> Amen. But anyway, she's wonderful. Amen. And uh, it's just good to be back in Zanesville with all of you. Good to see so many old faces and so good to see so many new faces. Amen. Amen. And we're believing to God for a great outpouring of the Holy Ghost. Great to be with the ministry team. And this wonderful hand of the Lord upon all of them. And we give honor to every one of them. To your bishop, your pastor, brother and sister Bounds. We thank God for them. Aren't you thankful they're your bishop and your pastor? Amen. First Samuel 22 and verse 1. And let me say, I'm kind of stunned. Thanks for the 25-year deal. I didn't know it was that long, but amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Appreciate it, and uh, I'm kind of stunned. Anyway, we don't get that very much, but amen, it's always good to be somewhere you can get a little of it. If I hurry up, we can go get some cake and ice cream. Hallelujah. But we're going to have a move of the Holy Ghost first. Amen. Amen. First Samuel 22 and verse 1, David therefore departed thence and escaped to the cave. Would you say he escaped to the cave? cave was called Adullam and when his brethren and all his father's house heard it they went down thither to him and everyone that was in distress and everyone that was in debt and everyone that was discontented gathered themselves unto him and he became captain over them and there were with him about 400 men David went thence to Mizpah of Moab and he said unto the king of Moab let my father and my mother I pray thee come forth and be with you till I know what God will do for me and he brought them before the king of Moab and they dwelt with him all the while that David was in the hold and the prophet Gad said unto David abide not in the hold depart and get thee into the land of Judah then David departed and came into the forest of Hereth amen from the fifth verse I want to preach abide not in the hold but get thee into the land of Judah. Turn around to three people and tell them, get out of the hold. Come on, tell them you don't belong in that cave. 
Come on, tell him you don't belong in that cave. Amen. Would you give the Lord a great hand clap of praise? Amen, amen, amen. The Lord bless you and you may be seated. Tonight I'm preaching to a people that are caught in the push and the pull of the prophetic. I'm going to say that again. I'm preaching to a church that is caught in the push and the pull of the prophetic. The church of the end time that is destined for exploits, bound for the miraculous and called into the supernatural. We are the church. Would you tell somebody next to you, we are the church. We are the body of Christ in the earth, powerfully anointed, Holy Ghost filled, baptized in his name. Therefore, we are baptized into Christ and we are his church. In every nation, in every continent, every state, every city, hail fears the anointed ones, the yoke destroying, dripping from our spirits. When you walk into your city or nation, hell, and the entrenched spirits in that area are going to know that something is different. The smell, the smell, it's that oil from the apothecary, the perfumer that has been at it again. Yes, it's the push and the pull of the prophetic that has brought this church, Zanesville, United Pentecostal Church, the corporation of churches has brought you together tonight, amen, as a part of pastor's vision, amen, that God has given him. Touch somebody and tell them I'm a part of the vision. Amen, so I'm preaching to the churches of Zanesville, to what I believe is God is depending on to thrust this apostolic church into multiplication. I said he wants to thrust this church into the miraculous area of growth called multiplication. Expensive, exponential, explosive, unprecedented growth. Would you tell somebody, unprecedented growth. You may be seated tonight. Many find themselves in a prophetic moment. But your circumstances and situations, your feelings and emotions don't look or feel like that's where you are. You're asking, how did I get here? Why do I feel like I feel? I didn't think this is how it would be. The prophetic push and pull finds David in a cave, a hold, the place of the hunted. He's being hunted and pursued, tracked down like a wild animal, or a trophy deer that is to be killed and mounted on the wall. The hunter is the rejected King Saul. No one would ever believe that the road to the throne, to the appointing, to the anointing would run through a cave. It's Saul's self-will that causes a prophet Samuel to announce to the king, your kingdom will not continue, Saul. It will be a one generational kingly reign. You will have no heir, King Saul. There will be no transformation. There will be no impartation of your regal reign. First Samuel 15 and three declares, his rebellion worsens when he's commanded to utterly destroy all of the Amalekites. 
And yet he chooses to leave King Agad alive and a few sheep. Samuel hobbles in, an elderly man, and he declares, God has rejected you, King Saul. It's been 16 years since his self-will has now turned in to a rebellious act. 1 Samuel 14 and 52 declares, when Saul saw any strong man or valiant man, he took him unto him. Rebellion, verse 23 of the same chapter, declares is as the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness as iniquity and idolatry. Saul thought too much of himself. You have idolized yourself, Saul. You've praised yourself. You've worshiped yourself. But you're not all of that, Saul. I feared the people and obeyed their voice, Saul declares. He rends Samuel's mantle at the prophecy of his demise. And the prophet declares, so will the kingdom be rent from you. Your kingdom has been given away. Now for nine months, Samuel the prophet weeps until God finally wakes him up. And he declares, I found a man after my own heart. Can I tell you tonight as I hurry, don't weep over what God rejects. Tell somebody, don't weep over what God rejects. So Samuel 10 and 1, the Bible says Samuel took a vial of oil, just a little, little, little dip of oil is all it was, to anoint Saul. The people chose Saul. And so to anoint him, Samuel took a vial of anointing. But now he's going to anoint the next king. And this king will be God's choice. And when he gets ready to take the anointing oil, he doesn't take a vial, but he takes a whole horn. And he dips that whole horn of oil into 52 and a half pounds of ingredients. Calamus, casein, cinnamon, a hint of myrrh, and a hint of olive, all mixed together. 52 and a half pounds of ingredients. And he dips that horn down into the oil, puts a cork in the top of it, straps it over his shoulder, and heads for Jesse's house. The melted wax will be placed into the mouth of the prophet's horn. The next thing that will happen is God will point out who his king will be. Saul was what God people wanted, but this next one will be God's man. Levitical law says that it will be supernatural. When God's man steps forward, there will be a release of oil. The wax cork will loosen and the oil will flow. There will be three anointings on David. In 1 Samuel 16 and 13, it will be a private anointing. In 2 Samuel 2 and 4, he will be anointed over the nation of Judah. And finally in 2 Samuel 5 and 3, he will be anointed by the whole nation. David is called to the king's side and he worships till the evil spirits are driven away. Look at somebody next to you and say, if I would worship, there would be an anointing released. Can I say we've done a good job of worshiping here, but I feel like just preaching on it a little bit. Can I tell you the power of your worship, amen, can never be told. Amen, if we ever understood the power of our praise. When David began to worship, Evil spirits were driven out. Hey man, I'm not saying anybody brought them in here. I believe they show up at their own will. But when they do, they've come into a worshiping church and they're going to have leaving on their mind. 
You can be seated. David will then cut off Goliath's head. Saul will become enraged at someone else's being used. His eyes will squint and he will be filled with wrath. Saul then seeks to kill David and will do so, attempt to do so three times. David is now on the run, not only from the Philistines, but unfortunately from Saul. Some of our greatest battles are from the inside. Touch somebody and tell them some of our greatest battles are from the inside. David flees to Nob to King Ahimelech and he receives Goliath's sword for there's none like that one in 1 Samuel 21 and 9. Then he goes to Gath for fear of Saul. Then he's so afraid of the king of Gath. Fear has entrapped God's man. He feigns himself like a madman, banging the gate and wall, spitting, spit falling down his beard. It looks like he's going crazy and the king releases him. Be very careful who you look, hook up with. Amen. Tell somebody say, be careful who you run with. Joshua finds five kings in the cave of Makeda who have run from him and his sails seals the mouth of the cave and then they are destroyed. What you think is a shelter will eventually become your prison and your prison will become your grave. The cave of Adullam runs in by a long, winding, narrow passage with small chambers and cavities on either side. From this last, there were numerous passages leading in all directions, occasionally joined by others at right angles, the people being afraid of losing themselves. The passages are generally four feet high by three feet wide. And this is where King David has hid himself in a hole. I've come to preach tonight to people. You are hid in a hold. You're a guest here tonight and you've hid in the hold of sin. Hey man, everybody's born in sin and shape the iniquity. Tell somebody, say, we were all born that way. Amen, but, but tell them you ain't got to stay that way. There's a way to get out of that cave of sin. Hey man, whenever they walked into that Nadulam of caves, the caves would then begin to shrink and they would tighten down until they, where David was, it was four feet high. And three feet wide. He thought he was hiding. But what he's actually done is ended up where they would drive the enemies, the, the wild beasts that would track their flocks. They, that's where David ended up. He ended up in a place where wild beasts are pinned down. Pinned down by emotion. Pinned down by depression. Pinned down by a, a despondency. Pinned down by bitterness. Pinned down by envy and strife. Pinned down out of jealousy. Pinned down out of sin. Tell somebody you can get out of that. Amen. Tell them you can get out of that. Amen. There's people all over this church that in the last 25 years came to church weary, worn, and sad. But before that service was over, God had set them free. And they came out of their cave of sin. Would you turn to three people and tell them you can get out of your cave? Get out of depression. You can come out of oppression. You can come out of despondency. You can come out of bitterness. You can come out of envy and strife. You can get back in the choir. You can get back in the church. You can get back in ministry.
Can't you smell that? Can't you smell that? Get you a smell of that. That's called Ferragamo if you want to know. Hallelujah. Got it off of eBay real cheap. Hallelujah. Come on, missionary. Get that anointing. Can you smell that? Can you smell that? It's unique. It's particular. What becomes normal to us, we come in here and feel it, and it just comes so easy. Can you smell that? I'm going to empty this whole bottle on y'all. Can you smell that? Oh, I can smell it. Now you can smell it. Smell good, don't it, Mama? <coughs> Thank you, Jesus. You're going to say amen, so I'll quit spraying this anointing. Ain't that funny? You only want a shot? Hallelujah. There you go, baby. Yeah, man, that's some anointing. That perfume, it's got its own unique smell. That's what it smells like. You, you, you got to get close to get some of that. Start, now the bottle's getting slick because it's running out. I'm squirting it so much. Smell good, don't it? Yeah, Glory. That smell, that unique smell. That's what it is. It's just that unique smell of Ferragamo. Hallelujah. Just smell it. Hallelujah. Hey, Brother Nutter, you smell that real stuff? <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's a great man right there. Come on, somebody. Do you, do you hear what I'm saying? He said, David, you got to get out. The anointing that's on you won't let you stay there. The anointing is that which breaks the yoke. Whatever's on. Now, the pastor's been telling me the last day. He said, we're ready for a breakthrough in another dimension. And I've been feeling, okay, God, how's this going to happen? And I'm going to tell this church, you have topped out in the level you are and you're trying to break through the bottom of the next dimension above you and I'm going to tell you how you're going to break out of it it's going to be with the anointing of the Holy Ghost this is just a demonstration there's a unique smell to it there's a unique fragrance to it hey amen if you'll smell that anointing tell me you want some hallelujah hallelujah hey shout out thank you I'm talking about anointing I'm talking about an anointing you want some you got a girlfriend Amen. There you go. You got one? Hallelujah. I'm playing with you. You want something? Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, Lord, get a girlfriend for him. <laughs> come on, somebody. What are you saying? It's a unique smell. If you want it, you got to come and get it. Amen. If you want the Holy Ghost tonight, you got to come and get it. It's got a unique fragrance to it. It's the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Getting down a little bit. You want some? Yeah, hallelujah. Yeah, Lord. Now, if she attacks you, you're going to have to leave, son. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. It's just real anointing. It's the real anointing, that fragrance. The fragrance, that unique. He would make 52 and a half pounds of it into one vat, and then he would anoint and pour it on. Folks, oh, there you are. I was looking for you. Good to see you. Amen. I used to say, you've seen your own platform tonight, your night off. Hallelujah. Amen. It's just real. It's got its own unique smell. What's that? I know. I'm trying to get everybody. Get everybody. He said, I covered five acres. I'm telling you. Amen. Why? I can smell it. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Look at somebody say, I want the anointing. Amen. It was the anointing of oil. And when Samuel came to Jesse's house, they thought he was coming with an evil word, but no, he was coming with the horn of oil. He was coming. The first three that came, he took that horn of oil, he'd shake it over the top, but there was no pop. The oil never flowed. The cork stayed in its place. And he went through all the sons. He'd shake that oil over the top of them, and the cork would not pop. But he said, do you have any more sons? And Jesse said, I got one more, but he's just a kid. He said, well, why don't you go get him? Let's go get him. He said, oh, he's just a kid. He's out tending the flock. He's 15, 16, 17 years old. He's just a kid. It can't be. He can't be the next king. He said, well, go get him. I've been through the line twice, and I can't tell who it is. Would you, would you just go get him? Huh? I'm not gonna sit down until you bring him. And there he comes. He comes out of the crowd of the field. He smells like sheep, and he doesn't get a chance to get clean up and get all boom shakalaka, you know. He just comes dragging in. I don't know how close he got, but when he came in, Samuel walked down to him. Amen. When he walked down to him, David dropped to his knees. Prophet took that horn of oil and lifted it up over his head and he began to shake it. And when he did, the next thing he heard was a, a little pop as that cork slipped out of the end of it. And when it did, all of the oil of anointing that had been mixed together specifically for the purpose of anointing the next king flowed out, flowed down David's head, down his garments. Now when we get anointed for prayer, we kind of get a little Tata. Because we don't want to be messed up, you know. But in the Bible, when they anointed, and I'm not saying trying to change nothing here, but in the Bible, when they anointed, they would take that oil and they would just pour it right on them. I know it's a new carpet, but it'll dry. Hallelujah. They'd pour it on the head. And the oil would flow down the head into the garments all the way down to his feet. What are you saying, Brother Godwin? Amen. When they anointed David, he was anointed to be the next king. But what's he doing in a cave? Tell somebody, I've been anointed. I've been anointed for leadership. You've been anointed to be a soul winner. This church is anointed for revival. And I've come to preach to somebody. Amen. I've come to ask you, what are you doing in a cave? Why are you hid? Why are you running? There's nothing to run from. You've got to get back to praising. You've got to get back to crazy praise. You've got to praise till you shout your walls down. You've got to come out of your cave, David. I've come to Zanesville to tell you, you've got to come out of the level you're in. And you've got to break through. I believe we could break through it tonight. I believe there could be a supernatural explosion. We could break through that ceiling that's on us. It's the ceiling from the last dimension. But it's the floor of the next dimension. The anointing of the last dimension won't work in this next dimension. I need a fresh anointing. Lift your hands unto the Lord. I'm preaching to preachers. I'm preaching to preachers. Preachers' wives, leaders of congregations. 
You can't get off stiff neck. You can't adopt the I'm off night. It's my off night. I don't have to now. You can't lay back. You can't, you can't chill. You can't relax. I've come to preach to the leaders of this church. It's time for a breakthrough. You're in a, in, in, in a cave. You're in a cave. The ceiling of your last dimension. This is what hit me this afternoon. That's what you're hitting your head against. Trying to break through to the next dimension. And I'm telling you, it's the power of praise. Not just a praise that is a dawn which is foundational. Nor is it a Barak praise which means to kneel, to surrender, to lower yourself under the mighty hand of God. Those two are individual praises. But once you do those two, you can move into the first form of public worship. Congregational. You can affirm and renew your relationship with God. Not isolated to just a few, but it is required of everybody. Would you look at somebody and say the third dimension of praise is required of all of us. They would, they would take their sword and if they didn't have their sword, they would do their hand like they were throwing a sword. And the third word of Yada, they would shout, Hallelujah! 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 And once they had done that, they would move to the fourth dimension, Zamar, which is to praise on the musical instrument, oftentimes accompanied with dancing, not organized, orchestrated, footstepping. But it was just individuals just begin to dance before the Lord. Then they would move to halal, which is to celebrate, to shine, to be clamorously foolish, to brag on God in high jubilation. Then they would move to shabak, which is to address the Lord with a loud voice, with the sense of triumph. It was like whenever we was playing ball and we'd win, get a last second shot, someone hit a jumper, bam, when the buzzer would go off, that ball would go through the net, and you'd just be, yeah! You'd just scream. No two bits, four bits, six bits a dollar. It wasn't none of them organized things. It was clamorously foolish. It was just, yeah. There comes a time in the move of God in a church where a church has to move into praise that to others will look clamorously foolish because all you're doing is just shouting, giving praise unto God. The sixth word is Shabbat, which you dress with a loud voice with the sense of triumph. And the last word for praise is ruah, which is to split the ears, to break with sound. It's a battle cry. It's a high, joyful sound. It meant don't look to your left or your right, regardless of who your neighbor is or what they do or don't do. You are required to split the ears with a shout of praise. This is what they did at Jericho when they marched around the wall. Six days, one time each day, two and a half million Jews marched around the city, never said a word. People looked down on the walls. They knew what was coming. They had known for years that Jews were coming. They knew God's people were coming. They thought, this is it. We're finished. But they just marched around the city one time and went back to their camp. Sun came up the next day, and here they come. They marched around the city one time, went back. Third day, Fourth day, fifth day, sixth day, and on the seventh day they come around one time and they thought, well, that's it. But they kept marching. Second time, third time, 
fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh. And when they completed the seventh lap, the Bible says they shouted. And when they shouted, the great walled city of Jericho, the first stronghold of the promised land that God had promised them, began to shake. Ground began to quiver until suddenly the walls fell not down. The Bible says the walls fell flat. There were massive walls wide enough to have chariot horse races around the top of it. But with one shout, with one ruah, the walls came down and they walked in. The walls fell flat. Grab somebody's hand next to you as you stand with me. Doesn't matter what sickness you have, what pain you have, doesn't matter what disease is in your body, there is a praise that can liberate you from the hold of any disease or any sickness. Do I have anybody that believes that? Turn to somebody and say, I believe that. You can worship God and you can escape a problem at the same time. Play a harp, dodge javelins, Worship and dodge the enemy's swords. Worship and quench the darts. Worship when it's not convenient. Worship when you're hated. Worship when there's a rebellion around you. Worship when there's a doak spirit trying to kill the ministry. You can worship. And alcoholism can be broke off of you. You can worship and drug addiction of any kind can be delivered off of you in a moment of time. You can be delivered from pornography, from illicit sexual affairs. Amen. And I could get plainer, but I don't want to embarrass nobody. But just tell somebody, whatever's got me bound, I can be free in one shout. One shout of praise will set you free. Set you away from sleepless nights. It will set you free from any habit, any bondage, any pain. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost turn to somebody and say it's going to set me free tonight there's a shout of praise it's going to set you free from depression set some of you free from getting the Holy Ghost you've been here a while you've been here a few times and you know you need the Holy Ghost but you're scared there's nothing to be afraid of God will come inside of you and the evidence of that is you'll begin to speak in a heavenly language I was at that church this morning over in Crooksville Gave that altar call. There was two ladies and a man that were there. They came to the altar and in just about 10 minutes, all three of them had been filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. One lady looked like she's about 65, maybe bumping 70. Little short lady. Her hands were up. They began to shake. Tears began to run down her face as she began to repent of her sins. And then a few minutes after repentance, I said, ma'am, if you'll just give God some praise. Just start telling him you love him. Just tell him you're going to live for him. In a minute, you're going to lose control of your tongue. Don't stop it. Just let whatever comes out, come out. Because God's going to come in. And the evidence that he's coming in is you're going to say things you can't understand. It's going to be other tongues. And whenever she began to repent, it wasn't but just a 
maybe 15 seconds of repentance, all of a sudden I saw her lily there. And her tongue just, her English stopped and her tongue began to flow. I said, that's the Holy Ghost, just let it go. And within about 60 seconds, her mouth was wide open and her tongue was just a going. But there wasn't one word of English, there wasn't another language coming out. It was other tongues. God was showing her. I mean, she began to smile while she was crying. She got done. I said, would you like to be baptized? She said, what is it? I said, when you get baptized in that water, you're going to be buried with him in baptism and God will never remember you were ever a sinner ever she began to scream yes yes I want to be baptized if God did it there he's going to do it here tonight I want to give an altar call now if you're here in the church or you're not in church saved or not saved and you want something from God I want you to make your way right down here to the front of this altar. Come on, come in close. Come on, singers, get ready. Saved or not saved? Got the Holy Ghost or you don't got it? I want you to come in. Come on. Come in here as close as you can to the middle. Come right in here close. Come on in close. Come on down, down, come on down, come on down. They're filing in behind you. That's it, come on in close. Preachers, come help me, get ready. Come on, brethren, come help me. Grab that person's hand next to you. First thing we're going to do is repent. We're going to repent. We're going to repent. Repentance means you're going to ask God to forgive you of your sins. Going to ask God to forgive you of your sins. Come on down right here in the middle. People trying to get down the aisle. Come on down. Come on down. That's it. Come on down. Now I want everybody to lift your hands. Lift your hands and close your eyes. Look at, lift your head up to the heavens. Just lift your head up. Close your eyes. God's here. I want you to begin to talk to him. Tell him, God, forgive me. Forgive me of sins. Forgive me of things I've done that I knew were wrong. Forgive me, God, of things that I did that I didn't know was wrong. Forgive me for the way I've lived through my young adult life, God. It hasn't been focused on you. I've been running crazy. Would you forgive me? Come on, lift your hands and tell him, forgive me, Jesus. Come on, forgive me, Jesus. Come on, come on, come on. Just tell him, forgive me, Jesus. Music's playing softly and singers are singing softly while you repent. Come on, just tell him. Come on, saint, ask God to forgive you. Forgive you for gossiping, forgive you for lying. Come on, come on, just tell the Lord, forgive me, Jesus. Forgive me, Jesus. Forgive me, Jesus. Come on, forgive me. Tell him, forgive me, Jesus. Forgive me, Jesus. Squeeze that hand you're holding. Squeeze it. Let them know you're praying for them. Now I want you to pray for them like you want them to pray for you. Come on, pray for them while they pray for you. God, I'm asking you to fill my friend with the Holy Ghost. Refill him with the Holy Ghost. Let them have it again by the evidence of speaking with other tongues. Let there be miracles, signs, and wonders. That's it. Pray for them. Pray for him. Oh.
Come on, pray for them. Now lift both your hands. Lift your head up again. And begin to give 